0: Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network.
1: Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius along with our executive producer, T Bone, and our normal co host, Pitmaster Smoke on Wheels, Andy Gronerman, is gone this week. There's nothing normal about that man. <laughs> uh, we heard he's on a whiskey bender, but he claims he's <laughs> doing something for work and had to leave town. That's not true. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> Probably a little true, but it's not completely true. But filling in is a barbecue radio network. Friend of the show, as I like to call him. Todd Johns is here. He's founder, owner, and chief pitmaster at Plowboy's Barbecue with many awards, including Grand Champion at the American Royal Invitational, Brisket Champion at the American Royal Invitational, Pork champ. You really like the American Royal Invitational, don't you, Todd? It's not a bad place to be. <laughs> pork Champion there at the American Royal and more that we'll talk about later. And he's got Plowboys Barbecue, if you're ever in downtown Kansas City or out east of Kansas City in Blue Springs, check it out. Home of the barbecue nachos and the best side dish in the world, not just here, not locally, in the world cheesy potatoes todd johns welcome back to the show thank you thank you well this is an upgrade from andy that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> you
2: guys finally got your act together we found yeah it works better if you two aren't
1: in the same room <laughs>
2: oh my god you know what's
1: certain. what's funny is is todd's been on the show many times and you and i will start insulting each other but you always get the best insult on and which takes me off every time but the last time you were here, you were sitting third microphone on the couch because we have an illustrious studio here. By the way, if the cappuccino machine starts to bother you, let me know. So anyway, so <laughs> are you looking for a sound effect for a cappuccino machine? No, no, no. <laughs> so anyway, so you started giving Andy a hard time. And Took left, the pressure off, didn't it? And I? left me alone. <laughs> and it was like, this is Nice. <laughs> I'll let I'll let you two go at it, and I'll just sit back, you know, and just kind of feed, you know, add a little fire That's to the flame. I, r-
2: putting a saddle on Andy's my favorite pastime. Just riding,
1: <laughs> just riding, old guy. Hey, we got coming up pitmaster of award winning pellet envy, Rod Gray, returning guest, right, T Bone?
0: Yes, he they, has been with us before. He's been
1: with us before. Uh, check out his websites. You got pelletenvy.com. and then I love the name of theirs of their product. It's eat barbecue. Just simple, straight to the fact. So eatbarbecue.com, and uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, well, he's got some great sauces and ribs, but we're going to be talking about if you're a beginner starting out with ribs, I think that's one of those more intimidating kind of foods to, to start out with. Yeah, and this is the guy you need to listen to. This guy's a legend, like legitimate,
2: legitimate future barbecue hall of fame legend. Like there's a lot of Rod Pellet Envy disciples out there. He really changed, changed the landscape of
1: competition barbecue. Well, I know I'll be listening to him. I don't know. If yeah, Hogan, yeah. I
0: I know like, you know, when the voting opens for barbecue, Mount Rushmore, he's going to get some votes.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll listen <laughs> to him. I don't sure, know if man. Todd will listen sure. to him, but I, uh, <laughs> will you listen to him, Todd?
0: Hell yes. Okay. Just check. just called just, him a legend. Okay. <laughs> he is. He is. I mean, you like, you are you
1: go- listening
2: to this show? No, no.
1: No,
0: he does not listen to I do the not show. He did not listen to my show. Uh, you go back and listen to some of our old shows where we've had a lot of world champions come in and there was a pattern. It was like for a lot of them, they just out and out said the lights went on for them after they took Rod Gray's class. Wow.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Well, I have to tell you about a competition that was on television. Food Network's got a new show, and I, I suggest everybody who's a barbecue lover check out this show. Now, I've only seen one version. I've, I've got more set up, but it's Barbecue USA, and if you're setting it in your DVR, it's BBQ USA. Michael Simon h- hosts it, who's a chef. He's on a lot of their shows. Great personality. I really like Michael. He's he's very funny, very upbeat, um, and they did an episode. The first one was called Stick to Your Ribs, and it was the q Latha barbecue festival now if you're if you're in the Kansas City area if you ever heard of Olathe they called it q which I thought was cute Um, but T-Bone you happened to stop by the weekend that they filmed it and you said it was one cold weekend
0: it was very cold I went over I didn't see any cameras I didn't see any camera crew (laughs) those guys were hiding somewhere because it was chilly it was windy Nobody was out and about. I finally came across. I was out there with swag and everything and a, you know, glad hand and everything. And nobody wanted to be outside. T1
1: was ticked because when he found out later there were cameras, he had all the barbecue radio network. He looked like a NASCAR driver. He had so much stuff on him. <laughs> and he was like, hey, look at this. Uh, but they they featured some uh, teams that you probably know of, Todd. Uh, High IQ. You know oh, yeah. You uh, Meet Rushmore. Meet Rushmore. Fergalicious, yep, and Slaps, of course, of course, and um, Joe Pierce, who we've had on the show many times, just like you, ended up being the grand champion. He placed in three out of the four competitions. No surprise, the, right? Yeah, in the no top surprise. five. Yeah, I think I think Fergalicious might have come in second. I don't or I believe, second or third. I uh, believe that's true. Yeah, I believe
2: that's true. But
1: yeah. um, but you know, it's a fun show. Uh, again, <laughs> Michael Simon, who hosted, he's very upbeat. He's a lot lot of fun. And you got to kind of see what you guys do behind the scenes of a competition. Uh, the last thing before we get to the ask Todd question um, is this like all competitions where that when you turn in the first food, then every thirty minutes you have yeah. to turn. That just yeah every thirty. That made me nervous watching the show, and I knew it was a recorded show, but yeah, and
2: in Texas and their in their competitions, it's a it's like an hour, and it's like. Man, it seems like forever. Yeah, we're, we're just so used to 30 minutes. So. That's, yeah.
1: that's just, that just blew my mind. But anyway, check it out. It's on the Food Network uh, or I should say, Food Network, uh, Barbecue USA, BBQ USA. So now we have our Ask Andy segment, but today it's Ask Todd. Sponsored by our July barbecue sauce of the month, which is Smoke on Wheels pork marinade and injection. Have you ever heard of Smoke on Wheels? There, never heard of that. I guy. didn't think you so. <laughs> 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 which you can get the products at All Things Barbecue, and the website is at bbq.com t-bone what do you got for us this is
0: from tina in laughlin nevada I'm, I'm sorry tina
1: andy's not here
0: <laughs> so you're just gonna have to deal i love grilled chicken breasts mm-hmm. what's the secret to getting them cooked to perfection people always say they, they come out dry right yeah and
2: flavor, yep. Fra- yep. flavorless flavor or raw in the middle yeah yep. or yep. raw in the middle yep. so so this is a this is something i learned from fast eddie Marin. So, um, we were talking, uh, it was actually Andy and I were cooking next to fast Eddie down in, uh, where were we, uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, I believe. Okay. And, um, he said, cook it fast, So cook it fast. Don't cook it slow. So if you've ever, if you've ever cooked a piece of chicken on a grill on a very, very low flame mm-hmm. or, or maybe you've put it on a smoker, that chicken breast just stays flat. Okay. And, but when you put it over a hot grill, you put it over a live hot fire, it plumps up and it cooks a little bit faster but it gets all nice and plump and the juices get moving. Right. And uh so cook it hot and fast is the best way to cook like a boneless skinless chicken breast.
1: Now, if you cook it hot and fast, is there the danger of the outside being cooked but the inside not getting and and with chicken you definitely have to hit what 165 degrees? Yeah, you for a breast you want to hit right. 155 165 degrees. Is- Is there a danger of that? Just getting the outside the right temperature but not the inside?
2: Yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna wanna have a thermometer with you if you're cooking chicken. Like you always wanna temp chicken. You'd never go by look or feel like you might a steak or a rack of ribs or something like that. Like I don't I don't temp beef or or a rack of ribs, or something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, chicken. I'm going to definitely put, yeah. a, put do you, a probe in that.
1: And then do you do you brine it ahead of time to try to keep it? Does that that helps kind of keep it more moist? Doesn't it by yeah. brining it? Yeah, we were.
2: Uh, I did a class at Westlake this weekend, and we were talking about it was a competition class, but we were talking about marinade versus brining versus injecting, and uh, you could even inject. But oh, yeah. the best the best way to get more moisture into the product is to brine with like a salt sugar brine. Um, but if you're just cooking at home, you're not going to probably set up for that
1: kind of a time. So just cook it hot and fast and make sure it gets to the right temperature and you're golden. Sounds good. I, I'm a chicken breast person, I know. I know in the competition and stuff they don't, but that's yeah. what I like. I'm just that way. Well, thanks so much for the question. We're going to send you some smoke on wheels, pork marinade, and injections, speaking of injection. And you can get that at All Things Barbecue and their website's atbbq.com. Now, coming up, very excited to have Rod Gray returning to the show. He's a pit master of the award-winning Pellet Envy. And you can check out his websites, which is pelletenvy.com. That's pelletenvy.com. And also eatbarbecue.com. they got some great product, both sauces and rubs, at eatbarbecue.com. And uh, we're going to be talking about starting out if you're trying to do ribs and you're a little nervous about it. Rod Gray is going to give you all those suggestions. Coming up next, right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Kias, along with, well, pitmaster of Plowboys Barbecue, filling in for Andy Gronerman. Todd Johns is with us this week. And our guest this week is pitmaster of the award-winning Pellet Envy. He's got 16 years of professional barbecuing, more than 450 contests, over 500,000 miles with 62 wins and counting. It's Rod Gray. Rod, welcome to the show. Glad to have you back. How are you doing, buddy?
4: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on.
1: Uh, we want to remind everybody that you've got these great sauces and ribs at eatbarbecue.com and uh, check it out again, eatbarbecue.com. By the way, you can go ahead and talk anytime, Todd. I'm just, I know I'm taking over, but you're, you you're doing a good job. You're doing, <laughs> you, you know what? You've got a knack for this. You I should. I, I, I was born talking. I mean, that's just <laughs> the way it is. So so, Rod, uh, we were we were kind of discussing about w- what we want to talk about in this first segment, and to me, because I'm not the professional, guys, you and Todd are. When it comes to cooking things, especially if you're not done it a lot, I think ribs, when you first look at that, just seems to be the most intimidating thing as far as getting the temperature right, the the rubs, the this and that. You know, you're taking it off, all that stuff. Can you kind of talk us through rubs for? Be- or, I'm sorry, ribs for beginners, and, and help some folks out, would you?
4: Yeah, I'd be happy to. Honestly, I think ribs is like your first serious true barbecue cook, but I think the bigger cuts of meat that are much longer cooks are probably more intimidating. I think ribs are the one that at least you feel like you can climb that mountain because it's a four or five or six hour cook. So, so ribs, I hope, I hope everybody. Who wants to cook a little barbecue in the back in their backyard? Gives ribs ribs a try.
2: Yeah, it's like the um, it's I, like the it's like the next step from like I just did a pork chop and a steak and a piece of chicken, right? Exactly, it is. Exactly it is. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah,
4: no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the whole chicken or the tri-tip or whatever, but but ribs are your like first real barbecue meat.
2: Right, and beer can
1: chicken and then ribs.
2: Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So so
1: start out, take us to the grocery store or the butcher shop and start from the very beginning on on what what you think the backyard barbecuer should be doing to start out.
4: So people ask me this all the time. Well, should I cook spare ribs or should I cook? Should I cook? They call them baby back ribs. I call them loin back ribs. And we won't get into all the definitions, but quite honestly, it doesn't matter um i think what you want to do when you go to the grocery store is, is find a nice meaty slab or a couple of nice meaty slabs um don't buy the, the stuff where you can see bones and and don't buy the two pound stuff try to find something that's like two and a half two and three quarter, three pounds you want a nice a nice meaty slab of ribs and and probably a couple of them because honestly cooking two or cooking three didn't take any more time than cooking one so why not why not jump in i know the price of meat's a little high now but um, first of all, back ribs or spare ribs—I don't care. I don't care. And if you can find a store that cuts down spare ribs to a St. Louis cut, all the better. Now you're really in the ballpark between a loin back rib and a and a, and a, and a St. Louis cut spare so, rib.
2: So explain Explain the, the explain just briefly the difference in the two, Rod. What's the difference between a spare rib, a St. Louis rib, and because those are your three ribs, right? St. Louis yep. rib, a spare rib, and a loin back or a baby back rib.
4: So on, on the animal, on the hog, the ribs are all one piece and they make a cut in the ribs and that separates a full slab of spare ribs from the back ribs. They're actually attached uh, on the animal and they make that cut. Um, it used to be, you know, in the South, they love to cook back ribs and everywhere else they cook spare ribs. It's not that way anymore. But so then, so then you decide between a, a back rib that's a loin back rib. that's already ready to go. You just need to probably peel the membrane and, and go to town or a full slab of spare ribs which Todd will tell you, we cook here in town at all our at most of our restaurants, um, full slabs of spares, but, but then there's a cut that you make, or there's a, there's a trim you do to a full slab of spares that cuts them down to what they're called a the St. Louis cut of spare rib, which is primarily a very uniform-looking rib that's about the length of a, of a back rib, and that'll leave you a, a St. Louis cut spare, and it'll leave you what's called the rib tips, which, I don't know how they pulled it off, but St. Louis convinced Chicago that rib tips were better than ribs. So, <laughs> in St. Louis, you have a St. Louis cut of ribs, and in Chicago, you get rib tips. I'm I'm a rib guy. I don't care
2: about the rib tips. They also fry their ravioli. I mean, it's just so... <laughs> East Coast, Missouri, I don't get it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... So, yeah, in the perfect world, look for a St. Louis cut rib or look for a, a loin back rib. If you go into one of the big box stores, um, they have spare ribs, um, cut into, into St. Louis ribs. They have whole spare ribs sometimes and they, and they usually have back ribs. They usually are there. And be warned, they package them in threes and the two you can see are amazing. And the one in the middle is <laughs> like the redheaded stepchild. It is not going to be a great slab of ribs.
2: And and uh, country style ribs are not ribs.
4: That's true. That Todd, I'm glad you said that, because I got that I get that a lot. The yeah. country style rib is,
2: is a pork butt is the
4: butcher. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pork butt they've run through a through a, a band Right. And and made into these thick slabs and pork those are kinda those are crock pot. Pork uh, steak. worthy.
2: Pork steak is not a steak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but,
1: yeah. It's a pork butt.
2: <laughs>
4: Todd, you to be some disappointed people in Illinois, I think. <laughs> Yeah, good point. Good point. Anything else is not a is not a pork rib. And we're not even going to begin to talk about beef ribs tonight. That's a whole oh, different yeah. thing.
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to interrupt real quick because we just got under three minutes, but we're talking with Rod Gray. He is from Pellet Envy. We're talking about how to get started with ribs from eatbarbecue.com. Okay, so now you've gotten the ribs. You get them home. What do we do?
4: Okay, so if I'm cooking in my backyard, I go out and get my fire lit. And get my pit to settle in, or get my Weber to settle in. It does, and what you cook on does not matter. By the way, as long as you cook good food on it, it doesn't matter what it looks like, what fuels it. I don't care if it's a gas grill, whatever. But you get your pit going, get it settled in, whatever temp you want to cook at. Ribs are actually more forgiving than you think. You want to cook at two twenty five, fine. You want to cook at two seventy five, fine. Um, Three hundred, you can do it. Uh, they might dry a little bit, but you'll get them done quicker.
2: I love three. I love three hundred. All my competition ribs were 300. I love that. Cooking fast yeah. like that. Cooking hot.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I cook 275. So I was right there behind you a little bit. But yeah, get your pit, get your ribs. Then you're going to season your ribs. And we can talk about a binder. You know, you see a lot of people using mustard and that that's great. If they tell you it tenderizes the meat, that's bull. <laughs> but, it, but if they are so talking you,
1: pig, not bull today. Come on. <laughs> yeah.
4: If they tell you that it's it's to hold the rub on, I'm fine with that. I don't use a binder personally, and, no. and mustard's not the only binder. There's plenty of them. Um, so you you season up your ribs and put them right on the pit. Honestly, there's there's no reason to wait around. Um, no reason for them to come to room temperature. You can if you want to. Let them set out for thirty minutes or an hour before. But I like to get just them on let the bed them. Let's start cooking.
2: I like to let them just sit. Like everything, when I put rub on, I want it to sit just for a little bit to let it sweat. Wet. Let that let that stuff rehydrate a little bit. Um, you don't have to bring it up the room temperature. I agree. Uh, just a little sweat, just to get that rub rehydrated. Otherwise, it's become shake and bake. Right, you're just baking that dry seasoning on. <laughs>
4: I I did never have that problem, Todd. But I I, I, get, I get what you're saying, and I I saw I saw something interesting that I just hadn't thought of. But that last show that that uh, they did the, the newest one out of Olathe, and um, Joe Pierce, he just took a spray bottle of water and and. Just missed it. Yeah, so that's, they, true.
1: So that's true. That's true. Hey, cut that time, Rod. We're going to stop you right here, but we're going to finish this segment on ribs because we're halfway there, and uh and you're basically teaching a class for us, and we really appreciate it. We're talking with Rod Gray. He's a pellet envy. He's been doing this for 16 years. has got more than 450 contests, 62 wins and counting. And you can get his products at eatbarbecue.com. That's eatbarbecue.com. More with Rod Gray talking barbecue on Barbecue Radio Network. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kaius, along with our producer, T-Bone. Filling in this week for Andy Groderman is pitmaster and founder of Plowboys Barbecue, a regular guest on our show, Todd Johns. And this week, another regular guest of the show, it's Rod Gray. We've had him on before. He always gives us such incredible information. He's got pellet envy, and he's been doing it for 16 years, more than 450 contests, over 500,000 miles, 62 wins and county. Uh, Rod, before we get back to doing um, talking about ribs, because we got everything started last segment about ribs, and this has been fantastic. Uh, shout out to your wife Sherry. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Because because you guys, she's part of the team, right? She's the closer. She's- She's 51% of the team probably <laughs> and then also on your Facebook page you speak several languages including Pig Latin good for you
4: <laughs> no that's not me but okay <laughs> I'll take it I, under, I don't speak it but I understand it he speaks sarcasm very well yes. I, can yes, I, do. I can guarantee yes, that's that. one of my I can guarantee that I
1: think words. pretty much every barbecuer speaks sarcasm of some <laughs> form um, also I want to mention Who, too. Me? yes to, to check out Rod's uh, eat barbecue sauces and rubs and again that's at eatbarbecue.com. So so if I remember right, we, we we got the ribs home and you fired up the grill or the smoker um or the, the Weber grill, whatever you got going. And did did we, I don't think we've gotten to the rubs part, have we? What did we cover? No. Okay, let's start let's start there. And if you wanna I know I know, Rod, you're very you're very humble, but if you want to talk about one of your products to rub on these ribs, go right ahead. It's open season, buddy. Yeah, if you were gonna use one of your project products, what would it be? Good question.
4: Zero to Hero. Zero to Hero is my number one selling rub. It's also my competition rib rub and it, it sells like crazy. People love it. It was designed for the rib category. So that's my one plug for my products. <laughs> but we we need to back up a step further because okay. I just was like, yeah, just bust out the ribs and get them on. So you get home with these ribs and while your grill's warming up, while your pit's warming up or settling in, you should probably get them out of the package Honestly, and I learned this from Paul Kirk, there's no reason to rinse them off because you're not going to rinse off anything that's bad unless you're rinsing it, you know, 140 degrees or or 165 degrees, actually. So you don't have to rinse them. You could pat them dry. You might flip them over and pull the membrane off. Um, Backyard guys and competition guys do that because they're only cooking a slab of ribs or two or three. Most pitmasters... Some, some people can get them to come in. They come in from the, from the plant that way, but probably pull the membrane, go out on the internet, find a video about skin and ribs and, and watch it. I'm not going to get into all the techniques, but there's, there's plenty of ways to do that. And then you could take a knife to them and clean them up a little bit if you want to, but you don't have to. They're, they're for friends and family. Nobody's going to shame you for ribs with a little extra meat here or there or whatever. So that's up to you. And besides with the price of meat these days, I don't know that I'd want to cut anything off. my would <laughs> <Right>, leave, <it, laughs> leave it on there. I'd want to cook every bit of it. Um, you know, when but, we
2: do, when I do uh, spare ribs, I do. I just score that membrane. I don't try to pull it off. It's so much different pulling a membrane off of a spare rib than a back rib. The back ribs are, are thicker membrane and they're easier to come off. But those spare ribs, I hate them. I hate pulling membranes.
4: Yeah, once you cut them down to a St. Louis cut, they're much. Much yeah. easier to get that membrane off. Now, when they're whole spares, it's a little tough to get underneath it and get it off, honestly. Yeah. So Todd's got a good idea to just,
2: just score it. it. Yeah, just score it. If when if we're doing a ton of ribs for a big, you know, we do, I do a Boy Scout charity thing. We're just scoring them. We're not pulling all those because we'll do hundreds of them.
4: Yeah, so you Go ahead, get, them, get them cleaned up if you want, get them skinned if you want, and then it's time to put, some, put something on them. Um, but just before the break, we talked about a binder. Uh, you could do some mustard. You could do some olive oil. You could do anything. Um, I saw some guy recently, um, Deuce Raymond, did a little TikTok video and he slathered a brisket and mayonnaise and mayo.
0: Um,
4: <laughs> and I, I'm sure it came out fine because it probably all melted away long before it was anything important. And he wanted to believe it made his bark better. But and that's that's what people will tell you is the binder holds a rub on, and I, I, I'm not opposed to that. Just don't, don't let like them it. sell you on the idea that it tenderizes anything. It doesn't.
2: So what what fuel are you using? What so what wood what wood are you using? Me? Yeah.
4: I I use pecan wood. I use Kansas pecan, not because it's sexy, because it's free. <laughs> um, I have a friend in southeast Kansas that's on 800 acres, and he'll cut a tree for me, and and started started aging and drying out for me and and uh and then i'll go get it and bring it back And when i'm done with it then i go to the next load and it's so you're using already started the, you're, so
2: you're just using pecan for everything or are you one of these guys that will use a different wood for a different look
4: no. No, it's too, it's too, com- I don't, I can't, I don't want to have to think that much, but uh, I'm not opposed to, there, here's my, here's that's my old method. That's probably on, good for you, Rod,
2: way. not to think too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because there,
4: there, there's more than one right way to cook barbecue. So if the guy Absolutely. next to you, if, if, if somebody, you know, is using a different wood on each, on each meat, good for him. Um, that's a lot of complication. If you can pick a wood that doesn't overpower your stuff, like a pecan or a hickory or an oak. Um, then, then you can put it on all the meats and people will be happy. Yeah. And and but that's kind of what I,
2: it's pellets great.
4: or sticks. Yeah. And that's the great wood. So
2: I like, so, cher- I like cherry on ribs too, though.
4: I'm great with cherry as a, as an accent, but, but back to my days when uh, with pellets, if you just filled your hopper with a hundred percent cherry, you got some really black
2: meat yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, and it burned a lot, a lot of pellets. So, um, yeah, but I don't care about the fuel, I'll, but here's the one thing I'll say. Try to undersmoke your meat, don't it, it, guys like to see their Weber with just smoke rolling out like it's a <laughs> like it's a house on fire that's that's actually bad, bad or like it's a tire fire don't no you want to light a little bit of smoke and so you set your pit up like like Todd and I said two twenty five 250, 275, seventy five three hundred it doesn't matter, but what you need to learn is that incrementally as you cook at a hotter temperature. Um, your ribs will will get done faster, and I'm going to tell you. We're kind of skipping around here, but but I'm going to tell you in a minute that that especially when you when you wrap, you need to be careful with the with the with those higher temperatures because they'll really get done quick. But anyway, so you get them on. Um, here's here's my rule of thumb: when I cook at 275 degrees and I cook a three pound St. Louis cut spare rib, they will be done around four hours um so when you when you finally get far enough along in your in your backyard process that you can consistently get about the same way to rib you know 275 to three to three and a quarter and you can consistently run your fire so your pit stays pretty tight in the temperature zone you want it to and and when you open the lid you get in and you get out quick so you don't have a lot of spots where the where the temp dips for quite a bit uh you'll learn you'll learn what what temp produces you know, what, what amount of time it takes to produce, you know, good, tender ribs in, in based on that temp and that time. Um, but uh, if you've ever heard anybody say if you're, when you're looking, you're not cooking, um, that's, that's so true. So if you get in there, you want to get in there and get out of there. Otherwise, it's going to extend your time. So
1: and Rod, anyway, Rod, let me jump in real quick. We got about a minute and a half left.
4: So get your ribs on. You can baste them with something. You can spray them with something. It doesn't matter. It, um, They have enough internal fat and they're, they're a small enough piece of meat. They're not really going to dry out, but at some point you're going to want to pull those ribs. I do it when I love the color and I wrap them up in foil and I'll, I'll tell you why. Guys, guys, anyone can cook barbecue that's either moist or tender, but there's a lot less people that can cook barbecue that's both moist and tender. Mm -hmm. And when I wrap my stuff, that's what I'm achieving. I am, I'm getting it tender while I'm keeping it moist. You're going to want to wrap your stuff at some point and finish it that way um, to achieve the moist, tender product, and you'll have a great rip.
1: Well, Rod, that's just fantastic. Um, we, I know you, you're you're a humble man, and you don't want to promote your product, but Todd, I'm glad. Thank you for mentioning it. You can get his products at eatbarbecue.com. It's Rod Gray from Pellet Envy. Um, Rod, we really appreciate it. We basically got to have a class from you today and walk us through it. Um, And again, ribs to me, that's an intimidating thing. But if you follow all the instructions that Rod just tell us, not going to be so intimidating. Rod, thanks again for being on the show. We really appreciate it.
4: Guys, I'm sorry. I jumped all over the place, but I had a great time. <laughs> hey. It was fun to be on with Todd, and I and I really thank you for having me on.
1: Well, we ha- we love having you on again. We'll have you back soon. We're going to be right back. We're going to be talking to Todd about uh, another cooking thing that we're doing here at Barbecue Radio Network. So stay around for that. If you
0: have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, consider advertising with us. Contact us at BBQRadioNetwork.com.
1: Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Todd and Dave today, not Andy and Dave. The heck with Andy! Uh, just it has a ring to it. It does. He's Todd not even Dave. in the country. <laughs> We've got Todd Johns filling in for Andy Grohman. Of course, Todd has got uh, the best. Uh, you know, I love. I'm in love with the side dish. Your cheesy potatoes over at Plow Boys Barbecue. Did you come up with that one? Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, you know what?
2: I'm I'm going to put that in my will that you get the recipe. How's that sound?
1: <laughs> my luck. I'll die first. So anyway, <laughs> we've got Todd Johns filling in for us today and I want to do a quick shout out to one of our sponsors, which is Old Hickory Pit Smokers, oldhickorypits.com. They've got Old Hickory Pits wood-burning and barbecue pits. Perfect for ribs, right, Todd? Perfect. Perfect for ribs. Perfect. They've got commercial and residential smokers and check out their website once again at oldhickorypits.com. Also, we also want you to go out and support your local barbecue joints like Plowboys if you're in Kansas City or Blue Springs, Missouri, and if you're in Russellville, Arkansas, check out Fat Daddy's Barbecue. I love these names. Uh, 104 North Denver Avenue, check out their smoked turkey plate among everything else in Russellville. And while you're in Russellville, please listen to us at KARV 610 AM and KARV 101.3 FM, the Valley's News Authority, and you can learn more about them at KARVradio.com. So once again, we have got the pet master of the award-winning Plowboys Barbecue, Todd Johns, fin- filling in for Andy today. Um, he has killed it at the American Royal Invitational and the American Royal Open, including pork champion, chicken reserve champion, sausage champion. And we kind of want to talk about well, we always we always like to talk about the product spotlight from all things barbecue. Um, all things barbecue. They've got the tools and accessories you need to cook up the kind of barbecue that will have your be the. Na- Envy of your neighborhood and, well, actually hopping over the fence to steal your food. Have you ever had anybody hop over the fence to steal your food, uh, have. I've had folks reach
2: across the (laughs) table at the Missouri State Fair. We were doing a contest, and I had someone just reach across and grab slices of brisket off the slicer (laughs) as we were trying to do our turn-ins.
1: That's when you know you're doing a good job. And, of course, check out All Things Barbecue, their website atbbq.com we'll be talking about more of that in just a second but again atbbq.com so speaking of uh all things barbecue they carry your products there plowboys barbecue uh rubs and sauces correct yes they do talk about one of them that's on the
2: website well the one i'm having the most fun with right now is is a relaunch that we did last year um and you know when i knew i was coming i thought of you. it's our
1: uh, jerk seasoning. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he's gone. Hang on, he's gone all the way to the fourth segment without an insult. Do you, is your stomach okay? Was it in knots? Were you just uh, like waiting? Look, Don Rickles is my idol. What can I say? (laughs) Uh, No, so uh, I always say it's
2: the best jerk seasoning from from a white guy from Iowa you ever met. Uh Um, But no, it's it's really a great rub, one I'm really, really proud of. And so it's been fun just to kind of branch out from jerk chicken. And I love it on like white fish and pork ribs. And so we were talking to Rod about ribs and uh, just – Taking, taking some things different directions, doing some Caribbean stuff and doing some Southwest stuff or whatever. You so. know,
1: being a barbecue show, we talk a lot about, you know, ribs and brisket and stuff. And we do talk about whitefish, but not that often. But when you have a rub like that to take your whitefish to a whole nother level, that's really where you want to go with that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the fun about, about just cooking
2: is just getting out there and experimenting and doing things, you know, just something different. Yeah. And, you know… I'm I'm tired of cooking pork butts all the time. I want to <laughs> I want to do something different. I got to do some bison this last year oh, wow. and really really learned some things about bison and that was a lot of fun. So to so me that's the. So that's what the was great the name part. of that
1: rub again? You just talked about. Uh, it's called the jerk. The jerk and it's right. it's a, a plowboys and you can find it at all things barbecue. That's atbbq.com. dot com. So check that out and get that um, for all kinds of products. Now we we were speaking with the last two segments, Rod Gray, who just gave us a, a course on ribs but unfortunately he's such a good instructor we kind of ran out of time so we kind of want to finish up basically what where we're at kind of taking the ribs off of the the smoker or the grill and kind of what what you want to do next yeah well he was talking about wrapping them Uh uh-huh and um talk talk about
2: that in detail well i I, and you know rod uh, look i'm not gonna second guess rod he was he was (laughs) right on point so you know he said he wraps when Uh, he, the color is what he likes and, and and I would do the same thing. And so, uh, you know, you want to put a little liquid in that wrap. You want to put some, you know, some apple juice Mm -hmm. or, um, put some sugar in there, put some brown sugar, some honey, put a little fat in there, like some butter or margarine and, um, wrap those things up. And the, the thing about ribs is, um, you want to kind of. You get the assist from the bone, right? You can heat that bone up in the cooking process, and at some point, it starts cooking from the inside out. Once that bone gets hot, okay, and then you know it's done when you can twist the bone on the rib and it gives a little bit. It's not as as tight to the meat, and so um, when that bone starts to release, then then you're
1: good to go. And you well, know, let, let me let me jump in here as the amateur here. Sure, question that that sometimes you hear probably more from amateurs like me or, or I just call us barbecue eaters. Um, uh, is people will go, Oh, it's fall off the, the, the rib. Fall meat. off the bone. But you really don't want that. Do you, you know what? It's whatever
2: you want. Okay. It's whatever you want. Like Rod said, there's, there's no wrong way to do barbecue and there's no one way to do it. You know, if we're, if we're in a competition, I want it to have a little bit of hold, but mm-hmm. not much. Hey, if you like it falling off the bone, do it. That's, that's the right way to do it for you so i i would encourage people just to so you end up eating your ribs with a fork nay there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) no nothing wrong with that or just pull all the bones out throw it on a on a a a kaiser roll or or a hoagie and call it a call it a McRib
1: (laughs) nothing wrong with that either nothing wrong with that either okay so so you do the initial wrap and it, it intrigues me a little bit about again you said you Apple cider, what what else no, can just you put in there? Put apple juice. Or apple uh, juice. Yeah, typically
2: you'll maybe put a little apple juice, some uh, brown sugar, honey, uh, agave, something like that. Put a little sweetener, put some um, apple juice. I always like to put a little apple juice in there and uh, maybe a little butter um, <clears throat> and then wrap it up. Do you use a butcher paper wrap? Uh, I use foil Okay. on, on ribs. I okay. like to use foil, just especially when you're using all that liquid, it doesn't really work as well with the with the butcher paper but um you know and so what you're doing is you're you're adding moisture to the process but you're also braising at that point Mm -hmm. so that liquid gets hot and it's in this wrapped up foil so you're actually steaming it out and finishing it out with like a braise and a steam at the same time and um you know you'll get things really really tender that way and um Then pull them out and put a little sauce on them, return it like, I like a sweet sauce, a sweeter sauce on ribs, Um, get a nice glaze on it, not real thick, put it back on the smoker for maybe five or
1: 10 minutes, just tack up that sauce a little bit, slice and eat. Oh, man. Now, you know, they always talk about with like a brisket, you got to let it sit, you know, and. You know, a steak. You got to let it sit. And of course, I'm just looking at it, going, "No, I don't want to wait to for sit." Do ribs? You need to let sit, or or can ribs? You kind of eat quicker. Man, I'm just gonna dive in. <laughs> I'm just gonna dive in. I didn't ask your personal what you do, <laughs> but 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 I mean, is it better to let it sit for a little bit, or or are ribs kind of a thing where because the bone is in it, it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, you know, you you probably always want everything to
2: sit a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, you're it's um. I just go ahead and cut and cut and go.
1: Well, and the last thing I'll bring up, I can't remember if it was was on barbecue USA on food network, but they were talking about, you know, you're done is when the meats come back from the bone a little bit and you can see the tips of the bone. Does that make sense? Yeah.
2: I mean, it's an indication that you're getting close. It doesn't mean you're necessarily done. It'll pull back pretty early. um, But it's, it's when that bone wants to give a little bit, or sometimes I'll take the, Two two rib bones and kind of try to pull them apart. And if the center kind of wants to give and uh, give freely, then I know they're done. So at the restaurant, we don't do any temperatures on ribs. It's all by look and feel. And it's you, you got to really kind of get in there and and if it feels like it's tender and if it feels or if it feels like it's tight, it's not done. Um, you know that when you bite into that, you're going to get you know, a lot of resistance. Right. Right. So, so just start to pay attention to feel. And if, if it doesn't feel right, let it go a little longer. The, the, the easiest ribs to cook are spare ribs. There's a lot more fat and connective tissue in them. It's more from the belly versus the back. So I would start there and you've got a much bigger window of them being
1: done. Thanks so much Todd Johns from Plowboys Barbecue and of course we had Rod Gray on from eatbarbecue.com you can check out his products again at eatbarbecue.com. And next week our guest will be Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. You can check him out at drbbq.com. Once again I want to thank our fill co-host Todd Johns from Plowboys Barbecue. And for T-Bone and myself, happy barbecuing. Every Barbecue Radio
0: Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every Thursday.
3: You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll free 800-223-9667.